Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how we can turn the theory of our identity in Christ into reality. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and we know that to be a Christian, our identity must be centered on Jesus. Christ expects a lot from us. You know, he expects us to turn away from our old lives, live new ones for him. Uh, and we know Christ should be where everything else in our identity flows from. But how do we manage to put that knowledge into action, making theory into reality? Well, the Bible isn't elusive about this. You know, some of the most down-to-earth practical teaching we have is about how we find and apply this new identity in Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, Paul, inspired by the Spirit, wrote, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, they're part of God's plan to help God's people find their place in the body of Christ. When everyone understands their role in the body through Christ, we can grow, we can build ourselves up in love. And because we know what we're meant to be doing, we can have peace. Now, part of that is going to be individual and unique to you. You may be a thumb and I may be an eye in Christ's body. And so there's going to be different jobs or works of service for us to be working on. But Paul continues to give this really practical lesson on what applies to the whole body. Ephesians 4, 17 through 32 gives us some of the most relevant and simple ways that we can find and apply our identity. First, in verses 17 through 19, he writes, So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you may no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of of greed. The first step in understanding our identity and living it out is recognizing that our identity has to be new. Until we swallow the fact that to be a new creation, we have to act differently. We're never going to be the children of God that he expects us to be. Paul says, don't live like the Gentiles and their futility of their thinking. Why? Because God's thinking is so much better, and now we have access to it. We don't have to live in the dark anymore, separated from God, because he has welcomed us in. One time in college, 
I got locked out of my dorm. I had my keys with me and it was starting to get late and I got tired. And so I leaned against the wall and fell asleep. But when my roommate he saw my missed calls and he came to let me in, you better believe I decided to get up, go to my own bed and sleep there instead of spending the rest of the night out in the cold. And the same thing is true with God. Once we were locked outside because our sins separated us from God, but now he's let us in. So don't spend the rest of the night out in the cold. Back in, in here in, in verse 20, he says, that, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way, former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to, be, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. If you have been changed... Act like it, not just some of the time, not just for a short period of time when you're excited about your salvation, maybe right after you're baptized, not just uh, in a couple of the couple of times a week you spend with the church. Paul says all the time, be recreated like God in true righteousness and holiness all the time. Next, Paul writes in verse 25, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin, do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Paul starts to get even more practical here. He, he tells them that anger is part of their old lives and, and, and that it gives the devil a foothold that will lead to sin and put us back out in the cold. So he says, don't be angry. Don't lie. Don't deceive. Love one another. He continues in verse 28. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Not only do we live a new life in word, but we're to do it in action. Paul says there's no excuses. Whatever your sin might be, when you become a child of God, it's got to go. You can't ignore it. You, you can't uh, turn a blind eye to it. Even more, though, Paul includes an interesting twist here. Get rid of your sin, yes, but also do more than that. Pivot into doing good. If you are stealing, work so that you can give to those in need. Maybe if you were someone teaching things that led people away from Christ, you could pivot to teaching God's wisdom instead of your own. Or if you were causing division, you could use that natural ability you have to lead people that you are using to divide to unify. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this in the comments. What other sins could we pivot into doing something good. Paul says, not only turn away from sin, but pivot. Use what you have for God. Next, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. So, on top of the obvious practical advice here, to speak in a way that's pleasing to God, this also helps us unlock our identity. 
What we say has consequences. Why? Well, because it can either bring people closer to Christ or push them farther away. Paul says that everything we say, and I imagine everything we do too, should be to glorify God, bring others to him. And he lists specific things that run contrary to that purpose. Bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, malice, those things drive people away from Christ. How does that help me understand my identity? Well, I am a representative of God when I become a Christian. And whether I like it or not, people are going to judge God by what I do. Part of my identity is striving to be someone who, when others see me, will be brought closer to Christ and not pushed farther away. Finally, Paul writes in verse 32, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Everything I do, everything I am, makes sense because of Christ. I should give to Christ even when it seems ludicrous according to the world's logic, the world's wisdom, because he gave everything for me even when it didn't make sense. I wasn't lovable. I wasn't forgivable. I wasn't redeemable on my own. But Christ loved, he forgave, and he redeemed me. Understanding that is how we move from the theory of staking our identity in Christ to putting it into action. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I am looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.